Episode 37 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort and coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Patricia, the official photographer for the TDR Explorer website. You can find me on Twitter at Dream Sweets Love and on Instagram also at Dream Sweets Love. And here is the amazing co host Chris. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I don't know about that. I would say Stupendous, magnif- fabulous, magnificent. amazing, magnificent. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, as Patricia said, I'm Chris the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I am the one that's always eating all the food at the parks. Always. Except not lately because I haven't gone in the last few weeks. But that's going to change very soon, so don't worry. I'll be back very soon. If you want to follow me on Twitter, on my personal Twitter, and see all the other crazy stuff I do living here in Japan, you can find me at Burnin Lover. It's a funny name, I know, but that's okay. and also i'd like to apologize to everyone for missing a week we just had golden week and we were all busy we we were doing stuff that wasn't disney related so sorry about not having an episode last week but i promise we're making it up to you we have a great episode ahead for you guys what were you doing for golden week chris what was i doing i was showing my friends around because i had i actually had two friends who overlapped Mm-hmm. visiting japan oh my gosh one friend got here before golden week and then uh my other friend came just the starting golden week and they kind of overlapped so i took them around tokyo just to show them all the sites and stuff during golden week <laughs> it was actually quite busy it was everywhere. crowded in the city it was it was actually pretty crowded i thought it wasn't going to be too bad but it was actually pretty bad but i don't think like I think because we went to all the uh, tourist touristy areas, uh, that probably didn't help. Here's the thing: it doesn't it like feel like worse because the people from the countryside come to Tokyo and they don't know how to use the ticket machines. Yes, and then they block the freaking ticket machines. <laughs> I've noticed that a few times. <laughs> it's like the worst. Yeah, I'm like just just scan it. You don't have to put it inside. Don't put it inside. You're gonna break. You know, and you could see the panic on the stream train people's face. Like, no, not again. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there was actually quite a bit uh, of uh, people from overseas as well, which I found, oh, which wow. I found very surprising. Cause, you know, usually during Golden Week, you don't want to be in Japan during Golden Week because it's just so busy everywhere. But there was quite a few. Wow. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> and what did you do? Um, I went to we went to Fukushima. Okay. Um, because there's like these caves that I want I've been wanting to go to for like a really long time. Like one of them is called like Abukumado, 
And it's like this really huge limestone cave, like one of the biggest in Asia. And it has like a lot of rare cave formations. Um, and it was like super duper interesting. And we did like fishing and um, there's like a planetarium nearby. And then um, there's another cave called Irimizu. And it's like super hardcore. Like um, like my husband didn't do it. It was just Kai and I. And I brought extra clothes because I knew we were going to get wet. But you get like soaking wet. And um, the water is 10 degrees. So you lose feeling in your legs because the water goes up to your knees. But the guy's like, it's okay. After five minutes, you won't care anymore. <laughs> well, that's comforting. <laughs> I know. And um, I had a candle. But like there was one part that I couldn't get over without, you know, putting out the candle because I didn't want to set my hair on fire. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, I guess you could have just dunked your head in the water. No, this was when you had to climb over. Oh. Like, going under, I had no problem with the candle. I was like, all right, it's okay. I can hold it up, you know? So, like, you do have to crawl in the water, and you do have to do, like, for some areas, like, crouch walking. Also, I would recommend a helmet, because I might have gotten, like, a minor concussion. I hit my head pretty <laughs> hard. <laughs> um, but the part where I had to blow out the candle was um, you had to climb over it, and it was pretty high, so you have to really, like, heft your body up, you know? And um, I took video the whole way. And, like, it's so funny because it starts out, like, really happy. Like, oh, Kai, this is so exciting. And then by the end of the video, like, Kai's not talking to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's just thinking, I hate you so much right now. And he left me behind. I'm like, oh, Kai, we didn't see this part when we came in. He's like, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. it was crazy. And I lost my candle at some point. I was going to keep my candle as a souvenir. And I somewhere along the way, it got lost. And luckily, we had backup flashlights. So it was cool. Oh, that's fun. But I really recommend it. It was so, so amazing and so fun. And um, it doesn't matter what time of the year you go. So because limestone caves kind of like retain the same temperature all year. So if you go in the wintertime, it's warm. And if you go in the summertime, it'll feel like cool. But it's the same temperature. Huh. That's pretty neat. I'll have to add it to my list of things. Do it. And it was not even crowded. Like the, the Shinkansen and everything, the bullet train, on the way over, we couldn't reserve seats, but we, we got seats all together, no problem. And there was a bunch of empty seats. Oh, wow. And on the way back, we could reserve. So it was it was super easy. That's cool. I like that. Oh, um, I actually, I went camping. <laughs> I forgot about oh, that's that. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I went in um, Ibaraki-ken, uh, the it's north of Chiba, just north. Yeah, it's a really nice yeah. place. They're famous for natto, yeah. right? Yeah, there was, um, I don't remember the name of the lake or the name of the campsite, but we went camping <laughs> near a lake and that was pretty cool. And oddly enough, all the camping spots where you set up your tents was all booked, but the cabins weren't. So we just ended up getting cabins. And these cabins were not the same what we would be used to in north america they're they're like single room hardwood floor cabins with windows all around and you sleep on futons and there's like a little toilet in there it was really relaxing it was a really fun time we barbecued like we did um we did chicken and then we also did stuff like yakisoba and all that it was really fun it was nice did you do s'mores and tell ghost stories? No. We did. You know, somebody had this tip on Twitter, and I had never thought of it before. You get, like, the marshmallows, right? 
And then, because, um, you know, graham crackers are kind of hard to find. Caldi sometimes has yeah. it. But um, you get those little, what are the little biscuits with the ship on the outside? Alfort. Yes. Right? You know yes. those, right? So it's like a biscuit with chocolate already on it. That is clever. Yes, and you can use it. Isn't that so easy? Oh, that's like, that's cheating in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't really sell the big, like, giant marshmallows here that no. much. So it's perfect for the ones that they do sell. Uh, I'm going to have to try that next time. I'm going to. Revenge trip, Chris. Revenge yes. trip. I'm going to remember that for next time. <laughs> okay, so enough about our golden week. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about this episode? We are oh, yeah. <laughs> We are talking about the news, the crowd forecast, continuing our Tokyo Disney Resort 101, and we're going to talk about the costs of stuff. And then we have our brand new segment where we talk about stuff in Japan that is not Disney related, but it's something that you may want to do while you're here. And we're going to start off with the Ghibli Museum. So we're going to talk about that, how to get tickets and all that kind of stuff. So that that one's going to be fun. And then we got our park tip, our listener question, and then what we're going to talk about on the next episode. So we have lots to go over. <laughs> so first up is the news. Patricia, what is going on? In the news. Okay, um, I don't, I don't have the press release in front of me, and I saw it on Facebook, so I don't know. Like, I saw it really briefly. Like, this week was so busy, I didn't even follow up on it. But I think Maricosta is going to have a hotel expansion. Mm-hmm. So I saw that. I think James posted it, so it's probably real. <laughs> um, also, um, speaking of hotels, um, progress continues on the celebration hotels in Shinrayasu. Um, we actually like went by there uh, the other night um, when it wasn't raining, so maybe two nights ago. And uh, the the uh, Discovery, I think, they painted it yellow, same color as before, but it's like a nice, uh, bright, new, fresh uh, paint job. And um, I think they added some lights to the exterior. Uh, but other than that, the exterior is pretty much the same. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what the inside is going to look like. So they're probably focusing more on the inside. And I think they removed um, the little logo for the hotel. The That one was the Palm. So they relieved the, uh, removed the Palm logos. The other hotel, um, the Fountain, they haven't started on just yet. Uh, and they're still guesting at the hotel. So we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that one. And um, uh, Golden Week was not so bad, guys. So if you were at the parks, you maybe lucked out. Um, I had a bunch of friends that went over and um, also on Twitter you could see uh, people were posting that it was not very busy at all and a lot of people were surprised uh, but it happened some years it's really weird Um, after living here for like eight or nine years um, there's years where it sometimes happens I think there was an other anniversary year where it also happened where only one of the days was capacity like smack dab in the middle um, so I don't know why. Maybe because when it gets broken up, like this Golden Week was a little bit broken up because uh, the kids had school Monday and Friday. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it happens. So it's, it, that was kind of interesting. And uh, people were kind of talking about that this week. But other than that, not a lot of news. We'll get back to you when we find out more about the hotel expansion. Um, but that's kind of exciting. So what's going on with the crowd forecast, Chris? What, what, what is it going to look like this week? 
So for the week of May 16th, uh, we get all our information from tdrnavi.jp, and they also have it in English. So when you're planning a trip, make sure you use this website. They are pretty good and pretty accurate. So for the uh, for the week of May 16th, over at Tokyo Disneyland, it's rather quiet all week. Even on the weekend, it's you know kind of busy, but not at capacity or anything like that so kind of expected after golden week everyone's gone home everyone's back to school back to work so the parks are going to be pretty quiet for the week and that's at tokyo disneyland but then something weird is happening at disney sea disney sea is actually kind of busy on the 17th 18th and 19th and i have no idea why well it's well it is forecasted to be in the 80s 80s out of 100 no. That's what it's forecast at, so I, and I don't know why. There's nothing going on that I know of, so I don't know. What would it be? I'm calling doubt. Yeah, it's hard to say. Maybe I'm there's... I'm calling doubt on this, because for what? There's no holiday. Because you know why. Okay. Is it because... Okay, because the crowd forecast follows the numbers from last year, right? Mm-hmm. No, but that doesn't make sense either. Because I'm like thinking maybe a Golden Week fell on those dates, but it, it even then it wouldn't it make enough. sense because Disneyland would would not have like lo- super low numbers, right? I am calling doubt on this. Let's check the crowd numbers this week and see what happens. That's a good idea. We can see see if they change at all. Um, I'm not too sure how they come up with these numbers, but they're usually spot on. But for now, this is it's kind of weird. Why it it's like this? I don't know. I really don't. I have no idea. But either way, Disney Sea is going to be a little bit busier than Disneyland for the week of the May 16th. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. I'm, re- I'm really doubting it. Yeah, that is, that's a, that's a weird one. Because I would understand it was like the 16th itself. Because like maybe some of like the super fans will go for the last day of like Storm Rider. But other than that, there's no holidays. The kids are in school. What would it be? Maybe we'll have to put on our uh, our uh, detective caps on and do some more research and see why. And why would it be so high at Disney Sea on a weekday? Yeah. No, no way. So, <laughs> so after our our crowd forecast that we really don't know why is busy, we're gonna segue <laughs> into our next segment of. TDR 101, where we talk about costs. Because, you know, everything costs money, right? <laughs> yeah, So too much money. <laughs> Patricia, do you want to start us off? Yeah, okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about costs. Let's talk about tickets. Um, oh, speaking of tickets, someone told me, who was it? They don't accept Magic Kingdom Club anymore. Magic Kingdom Club card. I don't know what that is. So it's something that they also used to have in the States, but in the States they dis- they discontinued it a lot earlier than over here. And um, you used to be able to get like a discount with your Magic Kingdom Club card. Like it was like a small discount, but it was still like, you know, pretty good. Like, like I forgot it was like 600 or 700 yen off or something, you know. And it was like really nice. So they stopped that. So you can't use your, speaking of tickets, you can't use your Magic Kingdom Club card anymore if uh, your company used to have it in Japan. Uh, so it's done. Um, other than that, ticket prices. Are they still doing the weekday ticket prices or no? If you buy them at the convenience store, yes. 
I think. Yeah. And what's that, like 64? 68. 68. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think. Something like that. Okay, but that's better. That's better than the one-day passport, which is 7,400. Okay. Um, you can also buy the Starlight Passport for 5,400 and an after six. So Starlight would be on the weekends and after six would be 4,200 on weekdays. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's kids' prices too, but... Psh, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we have a, a a full guide on the website that gives a list of all the different types of tickets and the different prices and all that. We're we're just going over the base stuff here, just so you can get an idea of what stuff actually costs. And I guess like one more note, like so we we do have the annual passes, um, but unlike the U.S. parks, we don't have like se- seasonal annual passes or weekday annual passes or um, anything like that. So if, if you're thinking like, oh, maybe if they have that, it would be a good idea. We do not have those. So those would be out. Um, but I know the other like the American run Disney parks do have those depending on which park. Yeah, our annual passes are expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. But what's not so expensive, Chris, and I know you know this very well. Uh, <laughs> I do. You do? I do. Uh, would you like to talk about... Oh, I'm going to get hungry. Food? But okay, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about food. <laughs> okay. Food, 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 food. Um, What do you like? What do you like at the park? What kind of food? Well, I know... The one thing a lot of people love to eat when they come here because it's all over Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, and all that stuff, and we even talk about it a lot, are the green alien mochi dumplings. Yeah, those are cute. They're very cute, very popular. They're not going to go anywhere anytime soon, I don't think. And we still have the scrump versions at Disneyland, don't we? I I don't know. I think we still have them. Something tells me we still have them. I don't know. I could be wrong, but either way. We still have the green alien mochi ones, and those are 400 yen, and it comes with three little green green alien mochi, and the flavors sometimes change, because I know sometimes there's the strawberry cream, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes in the spring, they'll switch it to cherry. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. That sounds so good. Yeah, it's one of those things where they just do it without telling anyone. They don't really advertise it. It's just, oh, it's cherry. Cool. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> oh, now it's back to strawberry. Okay. And then the other one, other ones are custard and chocolate. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. They should have coconut. Oh, that'd be good. For summer, right? Ooh, as a special flavor. Like, yeah, like swap out the custard for coconut. Yes. Coconut, passion fruit, and pineapple. Sure. Or banana. <gasps> banana. Japanese people like banana. What what else would be weird? Curry. Okay, so wait, before we move to curry, like speaking of dumplings, mm. um they have like the what are those called? The savory dumplings? Savory dumplings. Is it called a dumpling? What is it called? The steamed buns? The oh the gyoza dog? No, 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 no. It's shaped I mean, like Mickey and Minnie. So one is savory oh, and one is sweet. Oh, oh, yeah. You're talking about the yeah, the steamed buns at Disneyland. Yeah. Yes, there's yeah, the the teriyaki teriyaki chicken or is it just teriyaki i can't remember but yeah i don't know it, but it's delicious yeah it has <laughs> mickey the one shape of mickey and that was the teriyaki bun mm-hmm. and then the other one is strawberry with and shape of mini mouse sweet potato i want to say strawberry did they change it to strawberry i'm pretty sure it's strawberry now oh okay that's nice okay good and those are like a full meal and i think it's like 400 
fifty yen or five hundred yen if they raise the price. Uh, it's around there, yeah. Right, so that's a really, really good and so easy to eat while you're, you know, like while you're waiting for a parade or something. You know, you don't have to add condiments to it or anything, and it's not messy. It's all really self-contained. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like really similar to the dumplings. So you could do both. You could have like the dumplings for dessert and yeah. the steamed bun for like your main, right? Yeah, yeah. and so I, I I just looked up the prices. It's four hundred fifty yen. Oh, I was on. I got it. On the nose. <laughs> so, uh, the Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse Mon, it's called Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. Steam Bun. It is pork and teriyaki. Wait, sorry. Pork, teriyaki, chicken. So, there's two kinds of meat in it. Mm. So, I think the ears have one type of meat, and then the, the main part has another, the other type of meat. Yes. And then the Minnie Mouse Mon. Minnie Mouse Steam Bun is strawberry and milk. Oh, they changed it. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started in March, actually, of this year. So cool. they changed up the flavors. Yum. And yes, we still have the scrump dumplings. Yes. Those are good. <laughs> Delicious. Is it, is it cherry or strawberry? <laughs> um, no, these one. I think this is mango... Sweet potato and another one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Banana. Oh, it is banana. Oh my gosh. I'm so on today. (laughs) I can predict you OLC. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah, they did. They changed to like more tropical flavors. Very exciting. Which is nice. Uh, Speaking of other snacks, uh, what about ice cream? If you want ice cream, there's lots of different types of ice cream to get. Like there's the, the ice or the ice bars, like. Ones that are shaped like Mickey, mm-hmm. ones that are shaped like Minnie. Um, there's one. The Mickey one is like tropical fruit, and the Minnie Mouse is peach and lychee. No, it is raspberry. Sorry, I'm trying to read the Japanese here. Mm-hmm. And those are 310 yen. So yes, they're pretty. Well, for Disney prices, that's not bad. It's not like in a Disney World. I think they're like five dollars. Really? They're pretty I wanna say they are right now. Or three seventy five. Oh four seventy hold on, I'm gonna check can you check Disney World prices? It's either four seventy five or three seventy five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you do that and I will keep talking about delicious, delicious ice cream. How's that sound? Yes, I like the tiramisu by the way. That was the next one I was just pulling up. Oh <laughs> and the Monaka. Yes. The Monaka is like the best thing they make. Um, Monaka, for people who don't know, it's like, uh, I guess, a ice cream cone on the outside, like that texture. And then on the inside, it's ice cream. So it's like, so it doesn't, like when the ice cream is melting, it doesn't get all over your hands. It's just nicely contained inside. It's so good. Oh, I was right for, no, I was wrong. 425. Oh, okay. Well, from that, Mickey's Nestle ice cream bar. It's in the ballpark, I guess. Ola frozen lemonade strawberry bar is four hundred yen. It's about four hundred four twenty five on average. Hmm. Why am I talking about Disney World prices? Let's go back to Tokyo Disneyland. <laughs> How much is a Monaka? Um, three hundred and ten yen. That's amazing. It's not bad. Not it's bad not at bad at all. Like, really, compared to other things, that's a yeah. fantastic price. 
we kind of have a theme here for pricing. Uh, churros are also 300, 310 yen. I think that's like the, the limit before people start getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and then we also have uh, chicken nuggets. I don't know why this popped up for me all of a sudden. Anyway, uh, the, the Mickey Mouse shaped chicken nuggets are 330 yen, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a little pricey for those nuggets. Yeah, yeah. but my son's like obsessed with them. Because they're Mickey shaped, right? Because they're Mickey shaped. And he doesn't like to eat a lot, so mm. he's like, this is perfect, mommy. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and then uh, for bread, they have lots of different types of bread. I'm not going to read all of them. But yeah. um, one of the more popular ones is the Mike Wazowski melon bread. Mm-hmm. And that very is cute. 270 yen. And melon bread is very popular in Japan. So it makes, and it's usually green, like a very pale green. So it kind of makes sense that they made a Mike Wazowski melon bread or melon pan, as they call it in Japanese. Delicious, delicious. I highly recommend it. Uh, and also popcorn. Popcorn's 310 yen for a regular box as they like to call it. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, definitely not. It's very, I guess, affordable. Mm-hmm. Especially if you convert it into U.S. dollars because it comes out a little bit cheaper, doesn't it? I don't know. It's always changing. So I just <laughs> go by like 100 yen-ish is a dollar, which is often wrong, but it's it's close yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. For, it's well, up and down. I always do it in Canadian dollars, so forgive Ooh. me. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so 310 yen is about 300 or three. Wow. Three dollars and 70 cents Canadian. Oh, so it's a little pricier. And for US dollars, so 310 yen uh-huh. is about two dollars and 85 cents. What? It's cheaper. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The American dollar is pretty strong, I guess, still. It, it goes up and down. So yeah. sometimes you luck out, sometimes you don't. Like, it's always... <laughs> It's always, like, not in my favor when I'm traveling, <laughs> you know, and I cry. <laughs> uh. But uh, what else is there? We've got, what about, so is this, are we done with Disneyland or is there still, oh, the curry. Oh, speaking of curry, um, on, on your Twitter, I saw your your food battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was on purpose, and... I like the reactions that people gave me. And if you're listening and you saw it, you guys fell for my trap. <laughs> I, I fell for your trap, too. I joined in. It was really it was really bad. <laughs> well, because I see people always debating on it. So I just thought, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to put this on there and see what happens. And Wait, wait. Explain to the listeners what it was. Oh, so on Twitter, I asked, which, which do you prefer at Tokyo Disneyland? Hungry... Hungry Bear Restaurant that serves curry or China Voyager that serves like noodles and stuff. And there's always a debate on Twitter as to like who likes what. So I decided to put a poll up on Twitter and Hungry Bear ended up winning with like 63%, I think. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. But, but, but okay, I can see if you don't have it at home, then for sure. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because it's so different from the, like the curries that we have like in the in the states or in Canada, right? Because you probably have like, and we do too, like more Thai and Indian curry, mm-hmm. right? So you don't like really rarely some Japanese restaurants will have it, but um, it's not so common at like like Japanese restaurants in the north north in North America, 
right? Canada too or no? Not really. Right? Because usually they focus on like the, the main things that you th- like that people think of when they think of like Japanese food, like sushi or tempura or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of, I kind of had people debating, and it was fun to watch. <laughs> and I know some of you follow on Twitter, and I know some of you who will listen to this and also fell for my trap. So. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're not following on Twitter, you're missing all the fun. So come and join us. Yeah, you're missing me trolling people. (laughs) (laughs) You should do more of these quizzes. It's fun. It's fun seeing what people have to say. So um, if you want to get a bowl of curry at the Hungry Bear restaurant, which I recommend you do, uh, kind of varies. It depends on which curry that you want to get. But it's about a thousand yen for a pretty decent portion size of curry. So it, it's it's pretty filling for a thousand yen. So that's like what nine some dollars US. So that's pretty good for theme park prices. Yeah, and you can like if you're really really hungry, you can add like more rice and stuff. Yeah, and it's not that much more. I think it's like another hundred or two hundred yen, something. Yeah. And that's definitely more than enough to to um, feed two people. I was going to say kill two people. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say that. It's enough to feed two people. This anyway. took a dark turn. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I apologize. Not really. So um, what about a, there's also the, the Queen of Hearts Banquet Hall, which is a little more expensive, but the food is a little bit better. you got tables there. Like, oh, I guess it has tables at Hungry Bear too, but there's like more tables. So for sure you can get a place to sit. Yeah, it's the uh, atmosphere is great. The food is really good. And they recently, I, well, not recently, like last year, they revamped some of the menu. So it's about $1,400 yen. <laughs> I'm really all over the place tonight. It's about 1400 yen for uh, a plate of food, which is more than filling. Which and is it's good. like a nice meal, you know, it's not like... You know, like sometimes you go to like Disney World and like for that price, maybe you get like a sloppy Joe and like a giant portion of fries or something. It's like a nice like like maybe like a seafood plate with like some veggies and stuff or like like a like hamburg steak with some veggies. It's like a nice little like balanced ish meal for that price. It's not bad, you know, for like a Disney park. It's pretty good. And then if you want to get like just a hamburger you can go over to the Tomorrowland Terrace, and that's 980 yen, roughly. Don't do it. No, but... You if... can go to Xperi. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's not worth it, guys. Okay, yeah, it's Mickey-shaped, but don't let them fool you. Okay? We are not mindless pawns. You can do better. <laughs> well, sometimes people just want a hamburger, and if they want one, they can get one there for about 980 yen. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want that, you can go there. But of course, there's there's better places. But I digress. Um, and if you want to do some like sit-down restaurants at Disneyland, um, I'm not going to bother going through all of them here, but uh, the Eastside Cafe for dinner, it ranges from 2,000 yen to 5,000 yen. So it kind of depends on what you want to spend. So I like, I like Eastside Cafe. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that you can 
you know, get dinner for two two thousand yen, which is not bad for a sit down dinner. It's like kind of like a mini course dinner too. Yeah, it's not bad. And then if you want to get expensive, you can go up to five thousand yen. Simple as that. Yeah, and um, you know they just revamped the menu at um, UCC Coffee House, which I want to say is slightly lower than Eastside Cafe, like in between Eastside Cafe and Queen of Hearts. Yeah. So around that price range. Yeah, so it's not it's not too bad. No, it's not. You know, they got cute breakfast there too. And what if you want something to drink? Well, for a regular size which is our version of, or sorry, regular size is kind of the American small. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, the, the sizes are kind of weird. And that, for a drink, it's about 300 yen, depending on what kind of drink you want. But for a soft drink, it's about 300 yen, mm-hmm. which is a little pricey for a drink. Like, I guess, like, what, two? It's Disney. It's Disney's, about, yeah. I'd say about 250 American, and that's for a small, like, you know, if if you want to compare it to a, like a North American sizes, it's a small. Yeah. And then for a small Japanese small, which is like you know almost like a shot glass, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's two hundred. Not that bad. It's two hundred forty yen, which is just just under two dollars, I would say. Yeah, it's not. I mean, for for Disney park prices, it's it's pretty much maybe on on point, like what people pay usually. Right? Yeah. yeah, I would say it's not bad. You got the vending machines too. Yeah, those are jacked up though. Those are definitely, I think, what, 210 yen, I believe, for a bottle? Something like that. Yeah, 210, 250, something like that. So it's about 50 to 70 yen more than at normal vending machines. Because a bottle of, like, a bottle of Coke is about 160 yen on average at most vending machines. And I yeah. believe at the ones at Disneyland. It's about either 210 or 250. I don't know the exact price, but it's it's up there, which, again, makes sense because it's in a theme park and they're but in themed vending machines. For like Disney, like Disney theme parks, I feel like their vending machines are cheaper are than they? the U.S. ones. Yeah, because the Disney World ones are 275 unless they've gone up. Oh, okay. 275. Because we, we've used it like, I think like at Animal Kingdom, they have them outside and at the hotels and stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's like Disney parks, theme parks in general, like the, the vending machines are always super expensive. And at least these are cute, mm-hmm. you know. And then heading on over to Disney Sea, um, we're just going to quickly go through this. Like I, at Miguel's, it's about 1,500 and well, 1,580 yen for a set meal. <laughs> and that's a little on the expensive side for a counter service restaurant but you get quite a bit of food and they've improved their menu yeah they've recently updated it so it's really good highly recommend it uh it's just gonna be a little bit more expensive and you know this this goes for both parks but you can always ask for it um just the main dish um just say tampin and um, that'll bring the price down. Like, let's say you're not hungry for dessert or whatever the side dish is. Yeah. But if you want to go for something a little bit cheaper, uh, you can go to, over to the Zambini Brothers. And it's about a thousand yen for most dishes. So you get like a pizza or pasta or whatever. And that's roughly around a thousand yen, which is not too bad. 
Yeah, super reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, at a lot of these restaurants, they have a special set that changes uh, every season. And mm-hmm. those hover around fifteen to 1,700 yen, depending on the restaurant. Yeah, so, that's about right. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. It's always on the menu, um, on the uh, menu outside and all that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then for table service, again, we're not going to go through all of them. I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to pick Magellan's because I love Magellan's. I do too. They've gone up in price, haven't they? Uh, for dinner, you're starting at 5,000 yen. It's more now, isn't it? Because uh, no. I remember looking at the price on the pamphlet and it was like around 80, 8,000. Well, the website says it starts at 5,000, but it definitely goes up from there. Right? Yeah. Because like, well, like, when it, they're advertising. Well, like. 5,000 yen, that's like if you just get like one dish, not getting the set menu, like oh, the course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like the main dish? Yeah. Okay. If you, if you get the course, that's going to start you at about 8,000 yen. Yeah, that went up. Because it expensive. used to be 6,000, 6, 7,000, I want to say. Yeah. Right? So there is, uh, for the dinner course, starting... Is the New World course, which is 4,630 yen. And then from there is the Pacific course, which includes like lobster, uh, which is 5,660 yen. Mm -hmm. And then on the high end, you got the Magellan course, which is steak, which is 7,710 yen. And the course I was talking about that was 8,000 yen is the special course for Mm -hmm. the 15th Mm -hmm. anniversary. Oh my gosh, did you just see on the website Magellan Sweet Selection? No, what's up? It looks amazing. What is this in the lounge? I'm guessing it has like this dessert plate with tea. It's new. Um, it has a round glass dessert, which is pistachio, um, rhubarb, confiture, um, like a jam. Um, mascarpone and custard cream, maple cookie. Bear with me, I'm reading in katakana here, okay? And strawberry. Then there's um, a lemon tart, apricot compote, um, and bun. I don't know. And Cass's ice cream and chuiru. Uh, I don't know what that is either. And uh, coffee or tea. And it's 1850. And that's, yeah, in the lounge. And it looks am- amazing. It looks so good and so pretty. <laughs> I was just going to the website. I'm sorry. Because we started talking about food and I got hungry. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of food they have right now. It looks so good. Okay. Okay. So, okay, yes. Uh, other table restaurants. Di Canaletto and um, SS Columbia. SS Columbia is about 58 for the course menu, right? Fif- uh, 5,800? Yeah. And uh, Di Canaletto is a lot more reasonable. It's around the 20s, 30s, 40s, depending on what you order. Mm-hmm. And Sakura is the most reasonable, I want to say. And probably similar to Di Canaletto, 1400 to 2000 depending on what you're ordering, right? Mm-hmm. And our favorite thing to do at Disney Sea, besides eating, is <gasps> yes! drinking. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> of course. So, if you want to get a special cocktail, those run you about six hundred eighty yen, 
which is not too bad for an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, uh, so if you're used to the drinks in the States, which they go sometimes a little heavy-handed, um, they're a little maybe lighter uh, than what you're used to. If, you don't, if you're not a heavy drinker, uh, maybe a little better for you. Um, but the flavors are really nice, usually fruity, fresh in the springtime, um, nice and warm in the wintertime. So um, very colorful, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not a bad price at all. It's not terrible. No. Okay, so enough about the food. Okay. Enough about the food. <laughs> so, <laughs> hotels. Because, you know, once you have your tickets and you've got to eat, you have a, you have to stay somewhere, right? Yeah. So, for hotels, we're just going to talk about the Disney hotels here. Uh, there's there's obviously the other hotels around, like the Tokyo Hilton, the Sheraton. Um, I know we talked about them in the past. So, we're not going to talk about those. We're just going to focus on the Disney hotels. So, very quickly, there are four rates for the hotel rooms. And they mm-hmm. kind of depend on the time like the time of the year, the day of the week, and all that. Um, I'm not going to get into those specifics because they have it on the official website. But they have value, regular, peak, and top. So, value is obviously the cheapest. And all the way to the top is the top end of it. And, yeah, so that depends on the time of the year day of the week and all that kind of stuff and they have it on the website uh color coded and everything so it's really really easy to follow and it's all in english so perfect 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 um so just kind of quickly going over this so we're gonna start at the tokyo disneyland hotel uh starting at the lowest lowest is the superior room that fits two to three people and the lowest it gets is 39,000 yen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to bother converting that into the US dollars, but it's 39,000 yen. So that's starting and that's at the cheapest in the uh, value bracket. And value is usually in uh, during the weekdays, typically. So that is the cheapest that you're going to get at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. Um, and then for that exact same room, if you're going during like peak season or at the top, as they call it, for whatever reason, um, that's going to run you 64,700 yen. Oh. So that, it goes up quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Or if you have so much money, you don't know what to do with yourself. You can get the Walt Disney suite that fits two people. And that is 500,000 yen a night which is about five thousand dollars a night yeah so if you have that much money and you want to stay there go for it but make sure you invite me because i want to see that room i haven't seen that room yet (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh tokyo disneyland hotel starts at about thirty nine thousand yen and goes up from there there are tons of different rooms i'm not going to bother going through all of them um there's also the character rooms uh, the cheapest one is the Disney's Tinkerbell room. And if you get the one that fits three people, uh, that starts at 48,200 yen for the value. So not terrible. Yeah. It's a little expensive. And then if you want to go up to the Disney's Beauty and the Beast room um, and you pick the room that fits three people, it's going to be about 55,400 yen for the value. And that's starting. 
And then it goes up from there for all these other different types of rooms, like Parkside View Room and the Turret Room, Cinderella Room, Family Room, all the... There's so many rooms. They all they have it all on their website, and we also have a guide explaining a lot of these as well. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. And then we're going to move over to uh, Disney's Ambassador Hotel, which is a little, little cheaper than the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, because if you had a choice, you know, it's not next to any of the parks. It's a beautiful hotel, you know, but... It's a little out of the way. Compared take to take a bus. Yeah. So for the Disney Ambassador room, uh, rooms, uh, the standard room with capacity of three people starts at 30,000 yen. So about $300 a night. And then on the top end for that exact same room goes up to 49,300 yen. So that's quite the jump. Mm-hmm. And then... Th- they, they also have themed rooms as well. So there's the Mickey Mouse room, which is a capacity of three people. And it starts at 58,700 yen and then goes up to 77,100 yen. So a little expensive. But if you really want a themed room, those are that's kind of where it starts at. Then if you have money, again, if you have lots of money, there's the Mickey's Penthouse Suite. Which starts at 300,000 yen, which is about $3,000 a night. Oh, that's, that's affordable compared to Disneyland Hotel. <laughs> that's a steal. <laughs> that's a steal. And compared Ugh. to Disney Sea, too, right? Disney Sea is also on the high end. So, not Ugh. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Okay, so moving over to Tokyo Disney Sea, Mir Costa Hotel. This is the expensive hotel out of all three. And they do not have value pricing for any room. They start no at way. regular. They start at regular. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so they go from regular peak to top. There's no value. Oh. So, um, the cheapest room that I could see is... This is going to get really complicated, and I apologize. The side that it's facing is the Porto Paradiso side. Mm-hmm. And the room type is the superior room. And it is partial view. And it, the room capacity is three people. And that starts at 44200 That is the cheapest room in Did the hotel. Did the prices go up recently? I believe so. It must have because I thought they started lower before. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Maybe that's why they're expanding it. Too so, much demand. So that is the regular. And then on the top end, that exact same room is going to be 63,700 yen and that is the cheapest room still. Mm-hmm. So this is not a cheap hotel people. This is not cheap. Um but you know Disney hotels in general are are expensive. Like if you go to like mm-hmm. like a Grand Floridian or something, it's like the same range. Yeah. Right? But the Miracosta is beautiful and stunning and it's It is gorgeous. Definitely worth the money. Yeah, 100%. I like it. Uh, then there's also, uh, really quickly here, there's the Capitano, Capitano? Capitano Mickey Superior Room on the oh, Tuscany side. I stayed side. there. Yes, you did. It was really nice, yeah. Um, and that has a room capacity of three, which you guys had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that starts at 52,200 yen. Oh. Expensive, I forgot I about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then if you want to go all the way down to the most expensive room is... The English is really weird on this. Two Magnifico Suite. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. But it has a capacity of two people and it starts at 500,000 yen a night. Yeah, 500,000 yen. So about $5,000 a night. Okay. Expensive. But if you have the money, why not? Go go ahead. <laughs> and there's also rooms in between. So there's some rooms that are, you know, about $1,000 a night, $1,200 a night. So whatever's in your budget, they have a room for you. There's something. Okay, so you, you got your hotel, you got your food, you got your tickets. What about buying stuff? Of course, you're going to come oh, here. You're going you're gonna to buy stuff, right? Do Obviously. Do they have any money left, Chris? Well, they better because I'm going to list out a bunch of stuff that you're going to want to buy. <laughs> um, let's start with t-shirts. T-shirts, uh, depending on the size, I'm just going with like regular adult sizes here. Depending on the shirt, they start at about 1,900 yen. So about $19. And they can go up to 2,900 yen. So mm-hmm. that's just under $30. And those are usually the anniversary or special event shirts. They're at 2,900 usually yeah. and yeah. then and then they they'll they'll have like their shirts that they kind of bring out seasonally that mm-hmm. isn't really tied to a season it's just like the fashion shirts those are yeah. like, like 2600 right 2600 or depending like i've seen some of them as low as 1900 that's cheap really yeah uh oh. the ones out right now the black ones that say tokyo disney sea or tokyo disneyland and katakana uh-huh those are 1900 yen well, yeah, because those look kind of crappy. There's like no design to them. It just says like black with words on it. Pretty much. So 1900 yen. Those are going to go on sale for sure. <laughs> for sure. Watch it. Um, For you pin collectors out there, pins all start at 1000 yen and go up from there. Oh. But most of them are about 1000 yen. And then if they're like bigger than the normal size ones, mm-hmm. they might be about 1500 yen. Uh, we don't have the the color codes for the pins. Yeah, thank God for that because you can never find the prices for those. It's like, <laughs> oh, what pink? What is pink? You know. Yeah. So it's really easy here. All pins are a thousand yen, unless they're like a bigger pin, and all the prices are on there. So it's really easy, really easy. Um, plush key change. Those are very popular. Those come out seasonally. Uh, they start at about two thousand yen and go up from there. Yeah. Um, especially they went if you, up in price. If you're a Chip and Dale fan, uh, <laughs> Chip and Dale coming too. So the, those plush keychains are going to be about 2,900 yen. So that's where all my money goes. <laughs> uh, but if you like Mickey or Minnie, those plushes run about 2,000 yen. Yeah, 1,900. Yeah, around there. So you guys are lucky. <laughs> kind of, but we, we still have to buy two. So it ends up being, you know, like if you get Mickey and Minnie or something or like Mickey and Donald or something, it's like like $40 already. Ugh. Well, I, I ended up buying Chip and Dale for Easter this year and also Chip and Dale for the 15th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. So that's expensive. Yes. It's nuts. Um, And then looking at hats, like, you know, the uh, little like the bows you put into your hair, mm-hmm. like the, the headbands or whatever you want to call them. Those, depending on what they are, they start at about 1,400 yen. Going over to Duffy, 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 Duffy. Duffy. Costumes, depending on what the costume is, uh, 
they'll sometimes start at 3,900 yen. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them cheaper. No, Maybe not, not lately. No. No. So about 3,900 yen. And they go up from there. Yeah. Uh, depending on the season. So like I know last year the Christmas ones were like 4,900 yen yeah. for a costume. So. But they're really nice. Like the Christmas ones and like the, those kind of like special holiday ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not cheap costumes. So they're yeah. priced, they're priced accordingly, I would say, for what you're getting. Um, and then on top of that, like, um, sorry, not on top of that, other things that are a little bit cheaper, such as omiyage, which is usually uh, the food, like the food containers and stuff. These are all omiyage, though. Well, the omiyage, like the food-specific ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, they start at about 500 yen for, like, you know, the little bag with the marshmallows in them. Those are about 500 yen. Then it goes up from there. So if you want to get a tin with cookies in it, those are about 800 yen. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, stuff with like the pastries in them and stuff. And those kind of vary on price, but it's usually about 800 yen and above for those. Yeah. The tins are a little more. The t- tins go from like the cheapest. Maybe like the little sucky candies are like eight hundred. Yeah, the, the really small ones are about that, and then like cookies are sixteen hundred, and then like the big cookie box, I want to say it's like twenty five hundred. Yeah, it's about there. Yeah, a little expensive, but but you use them for presents nice. though. That's why. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to bring presents home for people, but you don't want to spend a ton. Get some omiyage, like get a get a cookie tin, because all there's gonna be cookies in there, and they're all gonna be individually wrapped in really nice wrapping, and you can give them out to gifts, like give them out to your coworkers or give them out at school or whatever, and then you don't have to spend a fortune, because that's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's stuff like the stationery and all that, so pens, pencils, erasers, oh. all that, all that stuff varies wildly, but they're usually no more than what six seven hundred yen depending yeah like, depending they're not that expensive but they're and very it's cute so cute you guys stationary here that is such a good souvenir too the stationary yes yeah so cute man we did a lot of shopping today <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot yeah so if you guys want to know more about like ticket prices we have it on our website and we also have food prices on our website which we are currently updating so make sure you go check that out. We're updating the prices and stuff like that. Uh, the hotel prices, they're on the official website. And the merchandise prices, uh, we also have them on our website for all the different seasonal stuff like that. So you can kind of budget budget out that way. So hopefully this segment was useful. I know we threw a lot at you guys, a lot of prices and stuff. So I'm sure a lot of you are writing furiously. No, just listen to us again and again. <laughs> yeah, just but, put it on repeat. Look, it's it's a Disney park. And and for a Disney park, a lot of the prices are not horrific. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, right? For most of the stuff, yeah, I would say that. Like some things come out more expensive. Some things come out a little less expensive. But like if you've been to a Disney park before, you kind of have a general ballpark figure in your head you know think of like the three um disney resorts now that we have as um the resort hotels at the disney parks right 
yeah. like the higher the more expensive ones which is it's pretty much in line with with the american disney parks pricing right and mm-hmm. um the ones that they're going to build like the celebration ones are like more moderate ish you know mm-hmm. so i mean if you keep that in mind you kind of have like a, a pretty good idea uh with food though um, which we forgot to mention, um, in addition to the prices we said, you don't have to pay tip. So keep that in mind. You don't have to add that extra cost to it. Oh, yeah. I always forget about that now. I'm so used to not having to tip. <laughs> exactly. So that's huge. So on food, I would say you save a pretty fair amount of money, actually. Um, I, have a, I have a question about food. I'm raising yeah. my hand. Okay. Um, is the tax included in the U.S. like on the board? Is that what tax is in? Or no. is it added after? It's added after. <laughs> it's added after. So here, it's in, like built into the price. You get like a double sticker shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here, it's built into the price. So when you see it, that's you know what you're paying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And no tip. So it's really easy. Really easy. Exactly. You could have your exact change ready when you go to the register without uh, like having to calculate at the last minute. Like, oh, what do I have to add? Well, And you don't even have to like, you have it ready. Bam, you go. And it's smooth and fast. Yep. Easy, easy, easy. Okay, so now that we're done talking about that, we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to talk about Japan in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? So today we're going to talk about the Ghibli Museum over in the city that I actually live in, Mitaka. I'm sure a lot of, well, a lot of fans who are Disney fans know about Ghibli because a lot of their animated cartoons are fantastic and a lot of them have made it in over to North America in English dubs and stuff such as My Neighbor My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Spirited Away. Like Those are some of the bigger ones that everyone knows. And when you come to Japan, a lot of people want to go to the museum. This is the official museum for the Ghibli Studios and... Let me tell you, it is fantastic. I've been once. I know I've only been once, and I live in the in in the same city. H- have you been, Patricia? I've never been. You need to go. I you need know. to go. You need Kai's, to go like right now. Yeah, Kai's tomorrow. getting older, so it's better if we go now because he can still ride the Neko bus, the cat bus from <laughs> yes. Totoro. Because adults yes. can't ride it, right? No, it, yeah, it specifically says children only. Oh, which man. is very sad. It's like my dream. They had a promotion once where adults could write it. Oh, why uh, Oh, come on. I know. It's so sad we missed it. But <sighs> at least he can he can still write it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a big Ghibli fan, a big Disney fan, you definitely want to head to this museum. Getting tickets is a little tricky. You can't just show up, unfortunately. You have to buy tickets ahead of time. Now... How do you buy tickets ahead of time? Well, there's a few ways you can do it. Probably the easiest, if you're visiting from overseas, is to go to your local travel agency and ask about buying tickets. Because what the uh, Ghibli Museum does is they release tickets to these travel agencies overseas three months ahead of time. So you can book the day you want to go to the museum. Um, But... If you're in Japan or you have friends in Japan that can buy them for you, you can buy the tickets at Lost and Convenience Stores. That's the only place you can buy them. And they go on sale one month ahead of time. 
on the 10th of every month. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, so you can go to the Lost in there and uh, buy the tickets. Uh, the only problem is with that is, well, number one, you have to be in Japan. Number two, you have to be able to read Japanese because there's no English on these at all, unfortunately. You'd think with the Olympics coming and with it being such like a huge international brand, I mean, these films are like beloved in so many countries mm-hmm. that they would have more more options for international guests. You would think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, at the end of this month, actually, end of May, it's going under refurbishment for a little bit. So who knows what they're going to do? Oh, that's cool. So maybe they'll they'll add something more. I don't know yet. So yeah, it, it, if you want to get tickets, you can buy them from overseas. Just talk to your travel agent. Um, they go on. They are released three months ahead of time, and then also you can buy them in Japan at Lost in Convenience stores one month ahead of time. And the tickets are a thousand yen for adults. Um, and also take note, uh, starting in July, they're good. They're starting to be very strict with the tickets, meaning your name on the ticket has to match your identification because oh, they have man. a lot of problems with scalpers. So people were buying up all these tickets and then selling them on Yahoo auctions for okay. like twice or three times the price. So if you get someone to buy your ticket for you starting from July, um, they're going to have to put your name on it. Otherwise, you may be refused entry into the par- into the museum. So, like, what happens if, like, you get sick or something and you want to give it to somebody else? Can you transfer it to them somehow or something like that? Because it seems I, like such a shame. I don't think so. I don't think it's transferable. Oh. But that's what happens when scalpers ruin it for everyone, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, is there an off-season for... Um, the museum? Not really. It's always busy. Seriously? Uh, the reason for that is because the tickets are limited per day. Mm-hmm. And when you buy your ticket, it's for a certain time slot for you to go in. So you oh. pick, you get to pick between four different times to go into the museum. Yeah. So like there's two in the morning, two in the afternoon. So they really uh, stagger the entrance mm-hmm. of people. So the museum doesn't feel like it's crowded, which is beautiful. That's really nice. Okay, that's cool. I like that. So, once you have your tickets, how do you get there? Well, the Ghibli Museum is located in Mitaka, which is along the Chuo Line, which is one of the main train lines in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Super easy to get to from Shinjuku Station or Tokyo Station. Just get on the Chuo Line and just head west. Like, how much time would it take to get there from, like, Tokyo Disney Resort? Um, a good hour. Okay. Take about an hour to get there. Um, and it's about 20 minutes from Shinjuku and probably about 35 minutes from Tokyo Station. Okay. And yeah, so that is just, just to get to Mitaka Station itself. Once you get to Mitaka Station, there's signage everywhere in English to tell you where to go to catch the bus to go to the, uh, Ghibli Museum. And you can buy a round-trip ticket or a one-way ticket. I You never come back. <laughs> yeah. You might as well buy the round-trip ticket because you're going to have to come back at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And how, far, how far is it by bus? 10 minutes, not even. It's okay. not very far. You can actually walk it if you want to, but if you've never been in the area, it's probably best just to take the bus. It's less stressful that way. Awesome. The bus is clearly marked. It has, you know, it is a Ghibli, bu- or Ghibli bus, so it's really hard to miss. Um 
and then once you get to uh, once you get to the museum, get your tickets ready, and then you go in at your allotted time, and then you get to start going to the museum. As soon as you start at the museum, if you have seen any of the films, everything's going to feel immediately familiar to you. There's stuff with like My Neighbor Totoro, um, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited Away, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, and the museum is kind of like, it's self-guided, so there's a lot of places to explore, which is really nice. And there's also a, a original movie that you can watch there. Oh, that cool. Sh- that shows at different points throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly suggest seeing that first thing as soon as you get there, because sometimes there might be a bit of a wait to see it, just because there's, you know, it's only showed at specific times. Oh, good tip. And what's cool is they give you a little ticket for the movie that mm-hmm. has a cell from the movie inside your ticket. Ah. Which is really cool. Um, the movie is all in Japanese. There's no English subtitles, but the dialogue is not very heavy. And everything is very visual, so you can get the gist of what's being said just by what's happening on the screen. Uh, when I went, the one I saw, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but it involved a little puppy that got lost and, you know, just kind of having his, <laughs> having his own little adventure. And it was really, really cute. And it was oh. about, I think, 10, 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. And that alone was worth admission. It was so cool. I really liked it. I really enjoyed that movie. I want to see it again, actually. <laughs> and then, obviously, they had merchandise for all that stuff and I had to buy some. Yeah, expensive merchandise. It makes Disney look like a discount. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. But it's really uh, good quality. It is. Definitely high-quality stuff there. And then, uh, throughout the museum, there's other like rooms that show like the uh, whole animation process and how they do that. And there's a room that they show how they do some of the special effects with the animation, which is really cool. And I highly suggest taking you know some time in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, of, a lot of the explanation stuff is in Japanese, and there's minimal English, so some of it's going to be lost in translation, obviously, or not not uh, being able to read it. But it's still cool to see really cool um for the kids as we mentioned earlier there's a cat bus where the kids get to play in a big fluffy cat bus from my neighbor totoro it's so unfair (laughs) i know and (laughs) there's a sign that says children only and why i want to go in there (laughs) and it's full of like the the little fuzzy uh dust bunnies or whatever they're called from Mm -hmm. the movie Mm -hmm. super super cute super cute um, and you could also go outside. Uh, there's like there's a garden on top of the roof, like a really beautiful garden. And there's wow. like props and stuff from the different movies. Uh, there's the big robot, and I'm forgetting the name of the movie right now. Laputa. Um, sure, I can't remember. I the don't name know. Of the I'm movie. making stuff up. Something like that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we actually lost all our notes for the show, so I'm just winging it as we go right now. <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, so. I apologize. Uh, um, what are like the dining options there? Uh, there's a little cafe, a little theme cafe. Uh, so you can get like curry rice and all the really typical Japanese uh, cafe stuff. So there's pancakes as well. And there's like little dishes with like different meats and stuff. 
And a lot of them are themed to different movies. Oh, cool. And they have uh, a inside seating area, an outside seating area. Um, it does tend to get busy, so you may have to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely worth checking out. Um, don't expect to get really full because it is a cafe and cafes are known not to have big portion sizes. So don't feel bad if you eat beforehand. Because, yeah, they have um, cute little desserts that you can try out there. Instead of instead of having a full meal, I would just have the desserts. It's better. Yeah, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, also a store with tons of merchandise. And some of the merchandise you can only buy there. So that's really cool. Like limited merchandise. That's limited to that store. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, it's really small, though. So that, again, that gets really crowded. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of convoluting what I said earlier, saying, oh, it's not very crowded. I thought it wasn't crowded. Oh, no, I was about to say, wait a minute. Where did these people come from? <laughs> okay, so when, when you're doing all the exhibit stuff, that doesn't feel crowded or rushed or anything. Okay. But when you're in the cafe or in the mer- buying the merchandise or waiting for the movie, that's when it kind of feels a little crowded. Okay, that's not so bad because when you go to exhibits in the city, like it's it's oh, like yeah. a battle. It's like hardcore man. That Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci exhibit, we were in line to see like one painting for like over an hour. Oh, yeah. And it's... the people were intense and some of the people in line were really weird. Okay. It was like what what is going on here? And like there's like it's like ah, uh, it's like really difficult. You know, so mm. that's really good that they the exhibits are not like super super crowded. Yeah, it's definitely not crowded in that way, so it's really nice. Um, and then sometimes they have a special exhibit. Uh, so there's a there's one room on the second floor, I believe, that has a special exhibit. And when I went, it was a clock tower horror exhibit. Yes, what? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, there was no English, so I couldn't really understand a lot of it. Like they have like um, drawings of like manga and stuff on the wall, kind of depicting the whole story. Okay. But uh, there was no English, so I kind of tried to follow the story, but I couldn't quite get it because it, it was kind of using older Japanese, so like mm-hmm. a lot of the words I didn't really know. But it was really cool, nonetheless. There was like a little uh, like maze for children to go through. It was okay. like a, cl- a clock tower maze or like something. Like a horror maze? It wasn't horror. Like, it wasn't scary. But there was, like, ghosts and stuff in the oh, comic. I was about to say, what's the point if the children aren't crying? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's to morbid. entertain the adults, okay? If we can't ride the cat bus, at least give us that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, overall, the museum is definitely worth checking out. And it's cheap. A thousand yen... For a museum. Shut up. It's a thousand yen. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like 5,000 yen or something. Nope. It's a thousand yen. Oh, man. For My an adult ticket. coming next month. I'm going to get a ticket. Better buy them soon. <laughs> yeah. I think that pretty much covers it. Like, uh, oh, for the amount of time, I would say if you want to do it leisurely and just kind of take your time, I would say three to four hours is more than enough time more than enough time and that's if you're going at your own pace and really slow and just taking it easy that's fine 
Um, what, uh, what do you think the least crowded uh, crowded time of day is? First thing in the morning. Okay. Which I think the first entry is about 10 a.m., 10, 20 a.m. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. So if you're coming from a little far, you, you're going to have to get up a little early. Yeah. But make sure you get in there during your time frame because I don't know what will happen if you don't go during your time frame. I don't think they'll let you in. Yeah. Kind of like how Tokyo Disney Resort is very strict with their fast passes. It makes sense. Yeah. Because they so, don't want the exhibits to be like super crowded. So that's, I, I appreciate that, you know. So don't be late. Don't be yeah. late. So since we're on the topic of, you know, Ghibli and all that, Patricia, what is your favorite Ghibli movie? Oh, I like um, Kiki's Delivery Service and Totoro because I'm boring like that. <laughs> Those are good movies, though. <laughs> they I like really them. are. <laughs> They're really cute. I like Gigi. Mm. If I would, if I go, I'm gonna buy a Gigi doll. Do it. I will. <laughs> uh, my favorite is one that recently was just released in North America with an English dub, and it was actually made back in. The early 90s, I believe. And it's called Only Yesterday. It's one of his lesser known ones, I guess. I'm not too sure. But it's it's a little different from his normal, like the normal movies. Where, you know, all the other ones are like, you know, f- fantasy and, you know, creatures and all these kind of things. This one is about this girl or woman who grew up in Tokyo but she always wants to live in the countryside. She doesn't have any family in the countryside or anything like that. All her family lives in Tokyo, but she dreams of living in the countryside. And it's just her it's just her going out to the countryside during like golden week or something, like for uh-huh. her vacation. And then she has like flashbacks to like her childhood when she would go out to the country to visit friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a fast paced movie, but I loved it. I just absolutely loved it. it. It seems like it also, like, it feels close to, um, like, the Miyazaki's heart. Because that's, like, kind of, like, the things that he, like, really believes strongly in, you know? Like, that people in the city are so preoccupied with unimportant things and, like, preoccupied with technology and everything. Kind of, like, getting back to, like, a a simpler, more natural way of life. It seems like it's kind of, like, his philosophy, Mm-hmm. So it seems yeah. like it, he would it would have like a kind of like express his feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that what, so it's, interesting. It's one of those movies that like you should definitely check it out. And since it's really it's been released in North America with the English dub, definitely watch it. I highly recommend it. That that, that is by far my my fav- most favorite one. My second favorite would have to be Spirited Away because that one is just so weird. I like that one too. <laughs> it's just it's just so like out of like just out of this world kind of just mm-hmm. everything that goes on, you know, with the whole Japanese like monster mythology and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. I I, I like that one a lot as well. It's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, I think that's pretty much it for the Ghibli Museum. It's kind of easy to get tickets. Just make sure you do it well ahead of time. Uh getting there is not so bad. Uh, they have all this information on their official website in English. So if there's any, if there's anything we didn't cover, forgot to cover, it's all on there. Um, we're going to have a guide on the website relatively soon. So we'll translate all this into written words so you can 
kind of reference that as well. Make sure you let us know what you think of this segment, if it's good or whatever, and maybe we will keep doing it. So we're going to spirit it away to our park tips. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? I saw that. Good good segue. (laughs) Okay, park tips. Um, As usual, it involves food. Um, So, you know, we were talking about like those burgers at Disneyland. And, you know, right next to the parks, there is Ixpiari, right? So you can go there and you have a ton of dining options. If it's a crowded day, it's probably not as crowded at Ixpiari. And, um, you know, you can have anything from like burgers at Kuaina to um, soba at this fantastic soba restaurant they have in Chef's Row to um, then the newly opened uh, Max Brenner if you have a sweet tooth. And one of the cool things about Xperi is since it's outside of Tokyo, we sometimes get restaurants that if you go to the city, um, there's like super long lines. So if you go to Max Brenner in Omotesando, it's like over an hour wait, even in oh, the rain. That's ridiculous. Yeah, whenever I go there, I see the line. I'm like, no thanks. Nope. So so you see that line. If you want to go to Max Brenner, we went during Golden Week and we waited five minutes. Five minutes. That's it? At the height of Golden Week. So the time that it takes me to get to Tokyo Disney Resort and walk there mm-hmm. from the train station probably be quicker than waiting in line at, in Omotesando. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of like one benefit of of Xperia since it's in the countryside, (laughs) like just just outside of Tokyo. People don't want to go there. So they'd rather wait in line in the city instead of not waiting in line at Xperia. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of like the big tip. Um, And the price range, you can go fairly cheap, like something like pie face, which is like Australian meat pies, which are like what, like 300, 400 yen. Um, to like really fine dining like Imahan, which is famous for its sukiyaki. And and that price gets quite up there. Um, So you have like a really nice range of dining, a lot of really interesting restaurants that are unique to Xperia. So um, we have that tobacco bar that makes like really interesting cocktails. And Rodi's House, where um, they brew uh, local beer, which has won um, awards overseas. um, And they brew it on the premises. And I think they sometimes even have tours. Um, So that's really cool. And um, yeah, so, you know, if you're in the parks and it's super crowded and if the shortest line is at the burger place, you know, walk a few steps over to Xperia. It's like it takes no time at all to get there or take the Mickey bus there. Just hop on there and um, get off at Ambassador Hotel and you're, you're already at the place and check it out. You know, um, we've mentioned before there's ladies day discounts there's ticket discounts birthday discounts so um there might be like some discounts that you can get as well if you use um the hot pepper app uh sometimes you get free drinks and things like that so um there's a lot of benefits to going there and um i like it i rather like it a lot so uh that's my tip of the week i think next time i'm gonna go to max brenner there check it out yeah i'm gonna do that we did um you know i can't eat anything <laughs> why? I, I mean, I can. I, I, I can eat things, but I can't eat anything at Max Brenner. Um, but my my family wanted to, because I'm on a diet. My family wanted oh. to go there. So um, we, we, but not me, we tried uh, the fondue set, which is really cool. Um, 
the pizza, the chocolate pizza. Um, what else did we try? Like almost everything. Uh, the chicken wings, the macaroni, the pasta, the kids set. Oh my gosh. Okay, if they let you order this, um, I would do the kids set, even if you're an adult, because it's like a little sampler of everything. And it even has like a little mini, um, not a fire fondue, but it has like little chocolate dipping sauce that you can dip fruit and some marshmallows inside. So that is like fantastic. And it's like 900 yen. Hmm. And um, they have really cute cocktails too. <laughs> and we love our cocktails, don't we? We do. I can't drink any right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have to do our drink around Disney Sea at some point. So let can, me know when you can do that. I can drink hard liquor. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. <laughs> For Mother's Day, I had a whiskey and um, at Disneyland Hotel. And my husband ordered tea, and the guy's like putting the whiskey in front of my husband. I'm like, no, no, that's for no, me. No. <laughs> it's <Over> Mother's here. <laughs> Day. <laughs> I earned this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so enough about food, because we're starting to talk about that again. Again. <laughs> that was a good park tip. I'm definitely going to go to Max Brenner. That's what I'm going to do. Seriously, do it. I will. I will. Okay, so next we have our listener question. And this week it comes from Chrissy. Uh, And they ask, I had assumed a weekday would be the best date to avoid heavy crowds. But after looking at the crowd calendar, Sunday, May 29th has only a 48 expected crowd level, much lower than the following weekdays. Any idea why this is so low? Should I trust the calendar and plan on visiting this day? That is a tough one to answer because there's so many factors as to why this could be low. Um, One being the crowd calendar could just be incorrect because, you know, none of these things are ever perfect. They do their best to have an educated guess based on previous years, holidays, all that stuff. And it's never 100% accurate. And people like people are so fluid like we can't predict what people are going to do right we can just give our best guess patricia do you have any theories like maybe something to do with school Uh, i have a semi theory so i thought it was a saturday but it's sunday why okay so if it was saturday and possibly sunday if it's raining on saturday um it would be um so sunday so saturday would be sports day for a lot of people in urayasu um so the it's so involved you you guys like everything um so let me tell you about sports day you get up okay here's my theory okay i got a theory for why sunday would be empty okay so for on the saturday you get up like super early like even maybe the night before and you set out like you mark your territory for like where you're going to have lunch um so depending on the school some people have lunch in the school grounds and some people have lunch in a park our park is right next to the school so that's where we have our lunch and you you mark your your area that you're gonna sit sit for lunch um and um you you have to kind of like watch out for the shade because the sun is going to move during the day are you going to have shade once the sun moves so you get up at like five in the morning four in the morning you, you set up your area you go home you make a boxed lunch for your family um possibly a character box lunch which is really involved i don't know i think my son wants splatoon this year i'll give it a go I did Minecraft before, Olaf. I hate box lunches. Okay, so you do that, 
And then you go to the sports festival, which is like this all-day affair. And um, the kids are running on like a dusty field. They make pyramids out of their bodies. And sometimes the pyramids collapse because the schools build them too hard and kids get injured. It's like so dangerous. And um, then you have a lunch break and they eat their bento and maybe show their friends, oh, look, my mom made a, a Olaf bento, which is a box lunch. And then they go back to competing and then you have your closing ceremony and the whole time you're like jockeying for a position to take pictures of your kids. And by the end of the day, you're so exhausted. And maybe that's why Sunday is not so crowded because um, A, it could be a makeup day if it's raining on Saturday. And then B, people are so tired after sports day that they're just like, they want none of that. And um, my theory for why it would be busier than let's say the following Monday would be um, the kids don't have school. So maybe a lot of parents think, oh, it's Monday. So Monday, um, because uh, it's a weekday, it won't be so crowded. So everyone goes on Monday because of the sports festival that was on Saturday. So it ends up being a little crowded. But I don't know why Tuesday or Wednesday would be more crowded because they, they go back to school after that. So I have no idea why if the rest of the week, why it would be so crowded. But Sunday might actually be a good idea. Yeah, I would go anyway. So yeah, that kind of answers it <laughs> in a way. Yeah, like we we don't have a definite answer because it's it's hard to answer exactly why it's like that. But I'm going to trust Patricia on this one. That's probably a good reason why. <laughs> That's like a guess. I don't because we you know we really don't know what their methods are. It could be hotel occupancy. It could be like a mix of what the numbers were last year, you know? So we really don't know for sure, but that's just a guess. It's our best guess. So always trust the calendar and just know that it's not going to be 100% accurate. So hopefully, hopefully that answers <laughs> answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's it for this episode. Eesh, we... Uh, we, we we went a little longer that this time, but that's okay. We had a lot of fun. Uh, what are we going to talk about next time? Um, since I lost my notes, I'm going to have to check. Oh, oh we were going to say oh, uh, our favorite something. Favorite, our favorite something <laughs> at Disneyland. Oh, it's at Disneyland. Uh, okay. We're, we're, we're going to talk about our favorite lands and ports at both Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. So what lands we like the most and why okay. we're going to go into detail as to why we like these lands so we're going to have a little a little more fun on the next episode more than we usually do so <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> yes we have to do research for this so we need to go to the parks actually yeah like ugh, so hard I so know. Hard. It's so hard. And then for our Tokyo Disney Resort 101, we're going to talk about public transportation. And this is going to more pertain to getting to and from the resort. So how to get there from the airport, how to get there by train, plane, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> plane, trains, automobiles. I was trying to make a reference, but it didn't really work out that well. That's okay. But anyway, we're going to tell you how to get to the resort so you don't get lost. If you're coming in from, let's say, the Shinkansen, because I know a lot of our listeners actually live in Japan. So you're not going to be flying. Well, you might be flying, but you might be taking the Shinkansen or the overnight bus or something like that or whatever. We're going to cover it all. Don't worry. We got you covered. 
If you guys have any questions for us you want us to answer on the podcast, make sure you email them to us at contact at tdrexplorer.com. We do read them all. Um, We may not answer right away because we actually do get quite a lot of questions, which is awesome. Keep them coming. Uh, We put them all in a queue and we get to them as we can in the podcast. You can also find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com. Follow us on Twitter at TDR Explorer. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TDR Explorer. And by follow us, I mean like us on Facebook. <laughs> don't, don't dislike us, please. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Um, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher so more people can find us because it's always awesome talking to more people and having more people listen to us, which is really cool. Um, if you want to follow me, on Twitter, Chris, the one and only, <laughs> the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. You can follow me on Twitter at Burnin Lover. And then there's always Patricia. Oh, you can follow me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram. And that's it. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks. Like Chris said, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and and for, you know, for interacting with us, you know, whether it's on Twitter with Chris's like wacky quizzes or on Facebook, you know, it's not, you know, it's it's not just with us. Um, Like you guys are so awesome. It's like you guys interacting with each other, uh, I think is is really fun as well, you know, so it's like it's it's like one happy TDR family. So (laughs) join in the fun. If you haven't already, you're missing out. Like you guys are so hilarious and you crack us up every day. So we love it. Uh, Keep uh, keep interacting. All of you, you know, with us and with each other. Yes. Come on in. Join the fun. There's a place for everyone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, you know, like the 15th anniversary theme song. Yes, I, I am aware of it. Okay, the opening, isn't it um, the same as this song that they always play? The the one you just referenced, like, this is the place where it all comes together, a special place. To, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe. Listen, I'm not sure. Okay, listen okay. to the opening of that song. Okay. And then listen to the opening of the 15th anniversary. Okay, and I will do that. They had to have done it on purpose because it is exactly the same. Hmm. I will do that next time. Okay. Or like, yeah, I will, I will, I will take note of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, Keep guys. Exploring. Thank you. And we'll see you. Bye. Bye.